The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. Welcome to the Swain event. It is a beautiful Thursday. It is the 5th of October. It is one minute past the hour. And it's a great day to have a great day. Thank you for joining me this morning. Ben McKee doing some daddy stuff this morning. Sending some positive vibes to the McKee fam. We love you. And we love you too. Sweet event family. Lots to get to today. The Swain event app free for Android Apple devices. Is at your disposal. You can use it. Send in your text messages, your comments, your questions. Also, you can call the show straight from the app, or you can dial the telephone number, 865-255-03. That's cool, too. Love to hear from you. Tennessee, get to relax and chillax this weekend. Get a chance to watch all the other teams play this weekend coaches get a chance to recruit spend some time with family because at the end of the day that's the most important thing we all we got this job is very difficult for our coaches for every coach at this level and they spend a lot of time away from their families i know i got some people thinking well they get paid a lot of money it don't matter Money doesn't buy time. Money does not buy time. Our coaches still missing their children as they grow up. And anytime you have an opportunity to spend time with family, at any point, you got to take advantage of it. So happy for our coaches being able to do that for a little bit during during the bye week. But the job is the job. And that is to make sure that this Tennessee volunteer football team 
is in position to win every single football game left on the schedule. Will they do that? I don't know. I don't know. If you're on Twitter and you're following Josh and Swain, the Twitter, our Twitter account, there was a question asked 20 hours ago or so. How many games will Tennessee win in October? I don't know. I know how much we want to see Tennessee win. And that's three. A&M next week. Alabama the week after that. Kentucky the week after that. Two away games. Not easy. I don't have us winning all three games. I want us to win all three games. I'm not putting my house on it. I'm not putting my car on it. I'm not putting my money on it. But my heart wants us to win all of our games. It's tough in the SEC, in this league. It is. We understand that. So, after five games, there's still questions. But we also got some answers after the South Carolina game. We had some questions going into the South Carolina game, but we got some answers, folks, after that game. And we still have some questions, too, after that game as well. But we got more answers from that game. And that's what we'll cover today. You can hit us up on the text box. You can give us a call, 865-255-03. But before we get into all that, I want to take a moment to share a quote from the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And I read that not to insinuate that anyone has experienced what Dr. Martin, Lu- uh, Dr. Martin Luther King experience, but the words itself are powerful. And the words point to the love that Kamal Hatton has been receiving, rightfully so, from Vol Nation. Because Kamal Haddon has been receiving some hate. And the love has driven out that hate. Now, making plays helps with that too, right? <laughs> like you make plays, that, that, that's a whole lot. But the love that Kamal Haddon has been getting has been really cool to witness. My, my former teammate, my brother from another mother, who played the position at a high level, played the next level, this is all he does now is the cornerback position, train, evaluate, teach, Jonathan Wade. Showing love to Kamal Hatton on social media. Tennessee football sending out a graphic 
about Kamal Haddon. Six pass breakups, first in the SEC, eighth in FBS, eight passes defended, second in the SEC, fourth in FBS, two interceptions, fifth in the SEC, 22nd FBS, and then one pick six. Second in the SEC, third in FBS. No one is sitting here to to say that Kamal Hatton has played perfect. The mistakes are well documented. The eye in the sky doesn't lie. But when you watch film with your teammates and you fail to make a play, you're going to feel that shame right there. A player doesn't need a reminder every single time he opens up a social media app. He doesn't need it. He already feels it. He already he's going to make that correction. Always, he's already going to make that adjustment. That's for every player. You got to watch every single play with your position group. Every single play is broken down. Every single player that plays that position is under a microscope in front of their peers. And there's some plays where you look like you give maximum effort and you don't make the play. In some plays, it look like you don't, even though you feel like you, you, you have given effort. But the moment you see that, your condition as a top-tier college football athlete, especially the place like Tennessee and in the SEC, your condition, your program to make that correction and then move on. But love, the love that Kamal Hatton has been getting. Again, not to say that the criticism from Florida game and maybe other other game here and there, other play here and there is not warranted, but there's a line. There's a boundary. And some folks got outside those boundaries. And in recognizing that, I'm glad that people drove out that darkness, that hate, and replaced it with love. That's my point. Kamal Haddon is Tennessee's best cover corner. Danico Slaughter. Just ain't the same player without a toe, without a 100% toe, or a toe that's 100%. It's hard to be the same player. Physically. It's tough. Kamal has been Tennessee's best cover corner. And according to that analytics, one of the best in the country. One of the best in the SEC. So how about that? 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Oh, boy, we got a lot to get to today. We got a lot to get to. 
Now, there's no Ben McKee today. I can roll for a straight hour here. It's no problem. But your text box messages, your comments, your phone calls, hey, they appreciate it. I think a dialogue, a conversation is better to have than me just sitting here talking to you. But I don't mind. I do not mind. I got time. We have our commercial breaks that we must get to, but we don't have many on the program. That's by design. Did the calculation a couple weeks ago. Talk time versus ad time. Oh, we got great ratios over here. We we good. So we got time. We can cover a whole lot of stuff today, which is what we're going to do. 865-255-03. D. Williams. How many of us want to see D. Williams? with the ball in his hands more. Why wouldn't you want to see D. Williams with the ball in his hands more, unless you are the opponent? We may be getting closer to seeing D. Williams with the ball in his hands more. Oh, man. He's excited. I'm excited. You should be excited. And I know you are excited. D. Williams, one of the best punt returners in the country maybe getting the ball in his hands a lot more on offense sign me up 865-255-03 Swain Event fueled by Dead End Barbecue stay with us be right back You're listening to The Swain Event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Hey, Knoxville. We all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready... Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. 
Hey, Val Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three Swain Event Hotline. Let's go to the Betty Chevrolet text box. Pre-owned trucks, SUV starting as low as nineteen nine nine five. That is BettyChevrolet.com. Right there on Parkside Drive. T Williams. Did y'all see that return versus South Carolina? Man, two of those dudes who tried to make a tackle on D. Williams, they are in the training room as we speak. Ankles very sore. Very, very sore. That's what you get. The ability to cut off one foot, change directions without losing speed. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody's born with that type of agility, that type of ability. Some guys need to cut off two feet. They need to come to a stop. D. Williams. Imagine him on some of those wide receiver screens. Where sometimes you get defenders over pursuing inside out. So you 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 have linebackers, you have safeties coming over to try to make the tackle. And if you pursue too much and you overplay it, whoop, D. Williams putting one foot in the ground, making guys miss, getting extra yardage. Squirrel can do that. Squirrel White can do that. Not every receiver on our team can do that. This is why D. Williams, with the injury of Bruce McCoy, with Dante Thornton a little banged up, with some young players that may or may not be ready, because I don't know. We'll see here in the next couple of weeks if they're ready or not. We saw them make some plays versus inferior opponents. But, y'all, this this is when SEC is really played coming up. You, you ain't done nothing until you play an Alabama game. That's coming up. So I don't know if they're ready or not. I hope they are. But if you are Josh Heupel, 
you have to prepare. All hands on deck. Just in case. Oh, man, D. Williams. This is going to be great. This is going to be fantastic. Let's get to the phones. 865-255-03. Good morning. What's up, Jay? It's Rusty. Rusty, what's up, my man? Living, man. How about you? Well, you I'm, well? well I'm, doing, I'm doing the same. I'm definitely living. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, my question would be, who will play the left side outside receiver Ooh. going forward, in your opinion? Um, they... I, I assume, knowing Heifel and his dislike of substitutions, he's going to want somebody to just play that position like 90% of the time. The yeah. way Keaton plays on the right, Bruce played on the left. Before that, it was Peyton on the left and Tillman on the right. And, and that's just the guys that are going to play there, and he doesn't want to play that many guys. So if, if you had one guy that you thought would they would try to force feed into that role, I guess the caveat also is everybody's assuming Thornton's healthy. If Thornton, Webb, Leacock, Nimrod, Squirrel, whoever, if everybody was available right now, who who would they put in that position in your in your in your mind? That's a really good question, man. Um, something that everyone should be asking, honestly. Um, when you look at the injury of Brew McCoy and you heard Josh Heupel say, next man up. Well, who? <laughs> who, who? Who's the next man up, Rusty? That's that's the yeah. question. Uh, in 2021, the, the, the three-receiver lineup that we set on and had success, remember, remember we were tinkering with that group in year number one. Yeah, where, we, we, were, we were using the Jimmys and Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, we had, we had all three of those guys and the three guys were selling. Yeah, you had – I thought Jalen Hyatt was going to be our number one receiver just based off what we saw during the COVID year. I was like, he, he jumped off the page to me. And then lo and behold, he wasn't even in the rotation by the time we got to Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so you had the young players and Hyatt was one of those young players um, that was given the opportunity to play a lot of snaps early in 2021. Well, that didn't work out. And so yeah. you settled on Valus Jones in the slot, Tillman on the outside, on the right side, and then you had Javante Payton on the left side. Now, let's talk about skill set here. Uh, Cedric Tillman is your physical receiver uh, that can run intermediate routes. He also is really good at blocking on the outside, and he's good at catching the ball and be, and getting a block for someone else, being able to pick extra, extra yardage. Then you had Javante Payton on the other side that is a 4-4-40 that can take the cover, top off the coverage, who can run past dudes, but was it going to be someone that's going to to block on the perimeter like a Cedric Tillman? Um, maybe not the quickest of foot, but fast. Not shifty, but but fast. Good hands. Um, but he was always a threat because he was fast. When he caught the ball, it was normally a big play or a touchdown. And then in the slot, you had a Valus Jones that was very shifty and fast and physical could run after the catch, could catch the bubble screen, could catch any receiver screen and be able to elude the uh, tackles of the defense, take hits, still pick up yards. All right, that was 2021. Now, this group, 2000, 
23. This group. You got Romel Keaton on the right side. And Romel Keaton is a guy that he could be a deep threat. He could be a possession receiver. He's long. He is fast enough. He can make a guy miss here or there. Not the quickest of feet with the ball in his hands, like a Valus Jones, but he can make guys miss. Um, and then in the slot, you got you got Squirrel, which right now has been playing at the highest level at wide receiver. Shifty is all get out, fast, but he's small. Okay, so you're not using him to block for someone else um, a ton of the time because that's that, that that's just not his strength uh, right now. He'll get stronger. He'll get better at that. And then on the left side, that's the big question mark because that was Brew. That was the, the, the Cedric Tillman type, someone that was physical. And when he caught the ball, he was going to run dudes over. He was going to jack up and juice up the sideline. Like you ever seen, Rusty, when, when guys, it could be Marshawn Lynch or any running back that has a physical run, Derrick Henry, and he runs dudes over. He's fighting for extra yard. What that does to your sideline and your players that play defense on the sideline, it energizes everybody. That's what Brew McCoy everybody, did. Every, yeah, for us. Everybody gets a little bit more juice. Exactly. That's what Brew did, did for us. He can block. He can, he can make tough catches. He can absorb the contact. You don't have that anymore. So here's the question. Do you replace Brew with someone closest to Brew as far as physicality, body type? Or do you go back to 2021 and say, all right, who's the next Javante Payton? Who's the closest thing to Javante Payton? Someone that may not be as physical, but he's fast. Now, a long answer to your question, Rusty, but I feel like I need to break it down. Um, to really, really, to really understand this, so I think Chas Nimrod is the closest to Javante Payton. He can run. That's why he got a scholarship here at Tennessee after coming on a visit and working out in person. That's how Chas Nimrod earned his scholarship here at Tennessee, where maybe some other schools did not offer or did not give him a committable offer. Tennessee was like, "Hey, man, you come here and run." They saw him run in person. They put the real clock on him, and they were like, you good because he has speed. I think he's the closest to Javante Payton um, that, that's left. Now, I think – Webb Web is the closest to Brew. I think Webb is, from a physicality standpoint, is the closest to, to Brew. And then you have Nathan Leacock, who Heupel mentioned, but was banged up a little bit early in the season, did not dress for a game. How ready is he? I mean, you're talking about one of the best receivers in the country who was rated higher than Carnell Tate, who was a five-star, according to some publications. So you have this guy in Laycock, Leacock, Laycock, that may be in a different year, different system, different staff. Like, he's in the eight-man rotation playing, like, as a true freshman. But we know with the system, there's a short bench at wide receiver because of the substitutions that you don't want to necessarily um, have during the drive all the time. So the question is, all right, who's going to perform the best in practice for us? That's what's going to come down to. We're going to do one-on-ones. We're going to do one-on-ones. We're going we're gonna to see 
who is better, who is more consistent, who's making catches, who knows their assignments. I think that's going to be the guy. Here's the thing. You got Dante Thornton that's kind of floating out in the wind. Like, what are you going to do with him? Because Dante Thornton is a guy that was working in the slot. Well, Dante Thornton could be Javante Payton, too. Yeah. Because he has that that straight-on speed. He's a long strider. But then you have to ask yourself, all right, can he stop once he gets going? So are we running the curl routes? Are we running um, the, the dig routes? If we ask you to do that, can you run those with precision? And can you catch the football? Like, can you handle those different responsibilities? Playing slot if we need you to play slot, if squirrel needs a blow, or moving out to the outside. Normally, when you have new players, Rusty, you 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 put them in one spot and they learn that one spot first. And then once they master that spot, then they move around. But has Dante Thornton mastered the slot position enough to say, all right, well, let's move him to the outside now. Let's see if he can master that position. Yeah, that was my question. I, Thornton has worked more places than just slot, I'm, I, I assumed, in camp. Or am I off? So I was wondering if... I was wondering if Thornton might it might do Thornton some good just to to move to that left side and only work on that left side and do nothing else. Because I was wondering if he wasn't spinning a little bit from doing more than just one position. I don't know. I'm just. I think. I think. Right. I think it comes down. I think it comes down to to Thornton because he has a hamstring. So. Yeah. How does he feel? How is he able to practice and compete, um, and sharpen his sharpen his axe? So that's one question. The second question is, is he going? I mean, he's going to catch the ball. Like, like I know Dante Thornton wants to be good. Uh, I think he's pressing a little bit, but him and Chaz Nimrod, yeah, catch the ball, man. We got we got to catch the ball more. Yeah, so can't drop them when they're in between in between your shoulder blades. Yeah, correct. So we 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 got to be better there. Um, Caleb Webb has called touchdown pass has caught passes, you know, in traffic and been able to bring it down. That is going to be, I think, a three-man battle between Thornton, Nimrod, Webb, and then maybe a fourth with Leacock, depending on how he does this bye week. This bye week is going to be extremely important. Like, it's Thursday already, so most of it's already done because usually after Thursday's practice, guys are able to go home. So Monday, Tuesday, or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right now as we speak, this is going to be vital for a guy like uh, Leacock to earn the trust of Kelsey Pope, Josh Heupel, uh, Joey Hosley to be able to get reps moving forward in the game. Right on. Uh, One other thing. Yes, sir. Still on this same subject, just with a different person and what what he can do, and you brought him up a few minutes ago. This the this two weeks is huge, but a guy like V. Williams can't. And and me assuming that Heupel's not going to be okay putting him on the field for one play and then subbing him out because he's not going to he's not going to sacrifice tempo to get a guy out there for one play. Can he can he learn enough to play one of those positions for a full possession? In, in this time span. That's the question. I don't have that answer. I don't know D. Williams' football IQ. Yeah. I, like, I've, I've spoke to him a couple times, and he seems sharp. I mean, I know a lot of guys that that's really, really sharp. 
uh, got four or five degrees, but don't have any streets sense. Don't have any common sense. <laughs> I mean, Russ, you know him too. You know him. I, I do. So like, yeah. I, I don't know his football IQ. Not saying that it's not high. Not saying that it's really high because I don't know. I'm not his coach. I don't deal with him on a daily basis. So I don't know how well he picks up on things. What I do know is he has not played DB. He has not been in the rotation at corner. And as poor as we have been at that position in the last two and a half years, we've had some moments here and there, but in the last two and a half years, it's the single position on a football team that has not been as good as it needed to be. Dating back to what happened in the Purdue game and the, the, the bowl game to last year. like It is what it is. We know this, okay? D. Williams, despite all the issues, has not been able to get on the football field as a corner. So what that tells me is, it, it has to be mental because it ain't physical. You see him catching a ball and making dudes miss. We see his speed. We see his ability to change directions, which if he's guarding a receiver one-on-one and he's showing that ability to change directions with the ball in his hands, we know he can change directions guarding someone. So it has to be something mental that's blocking him from getting reps as a corner. But, could it be? Could it be avoidance of contact? Not not wanting to uh, deal with contact. I mean, on that side of the ball, and, and he, he he's more he's more likely to want to avoid contact. Rusty, maybe, maybe springs offense or returner. Rusty, even if that was the case, if you can cover, yeah. you still have a place. <laughs> like yeah, Dion, Dion didn't make contact with ex- nobody in ex- twenty years. Exactly. Like there's still a place yeah. for you. So yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm but, just trying to figure it out. Yeah, but. Maybe offense is a better place for him, Rusty. All right, man, we, I got to let you run. So I appreciate All right, brother. you. Thank you, man. Thank Love you. Man. Much love. But that's the, that's the question that Rusty brought up about D. Williams. And it's a really good question. Something that I've touched on um, over the last two days. It, it sounds great to put D. Williams on offense. It sounds great to make sure he gets the ball in his hands. You should be excited. But what about the tempo? That's the question. How do you use D. Williams but still maintain the the ideal tempo on offense? 865-255-03. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back after these messages. You listen to the Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. You're listening to the Swain event. And you know this, man. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's offsides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. 
They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865 865- Two five seven seven eight nine seven, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Man, I love where we are right now. Four and one. Wish we were five and zero. It's like that's all, but we not. But we're still in a good place. I think all of our goals are out in front of us, and that's a great feeling to have. Because there's a moment in every season where you have a list of your top goals. Number one. Win national championship. Two, win a conference championship. You want to do those things. Now, the best way to do that is win every game. So you want to win every game. Obviously, that's not going to happen, so you scratch that off. But everything else is still out in front. I'm not sitting here saying that Tennessee will win the national championship, but will will win the SEC. I'm just saying that Tennessee has not been eliminated from doing those things. As uh, like a lot of other teams out here. LSU, who everyone loves preseason, that probably has more talent and more depth from top to bottom. They not winning a national championship. It's over. They've lost two games. It's not happening unless a lot goes on late in the season where a lot of other teams lose and they slip back in, kind of like they did last year. But I don't see that happening. They're behind Alabama in the West. So they don't control their own destiny. They scratched off three things. Tennessee's only scratched off one. And that's just the undefeated season. But I like where we are right now. By week. Get a chance to get healthy, self-evaluate, move forward. All right, let's get to the phones. Let's bring in 
Mike from uh, Collier's. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Swain. How you doing? Man, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I tell you what, you know, you wait all year, you wait all winter, you wait all spring, you wait all summer, you know, you want to get in the heart of SEC football, and here we are. So I'm just soaking it up, loving every second of it. You and me both. Hey, I, want, I wanted to talk a little bit about the center position, and you, of course you brought that up back in the uh, the fall camp, you know, right before season started, you had that show where you asked who's the most important player on the team, and you put it out there, you thought Cooper was, and I think for good reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so looking at the center position and how we how we recruit. Um, I, I know Addison Nichols was supposed to be the uh, kind of the, the backup plan that didn't quite pan out, and then we're scrambling. But I'm just, you know, looking forward to like next year. Um, is it still Addison? I mean, I, I'm looking at the roster, and I'm I'm wondering, do we recruit the top centers in the country? It seems like we would be, but I'm not sure who we've got, you know, on the roster right now that that we've recruited in the last couple of years that would kind of fill that role um and I, I don't know who we may even have on the board um going forward but I, I just wanted to hear kind of get your your take on all that and i'll just hang up and listen thanks man thank you what a call what a call what a point brought up by mike good stuff okay it is the pink elephant in the room It's okay to get caught up in what's going on this year and present. I mean, I encourage that. Live in the moment. Mike said it. Spring, summer. We count down to SEC football. We count down to college football. NFL football is here. There's no need to fast forward, start thinking about the offseason, start thinking about spring and next year. Live in a moment, right? But your coaches are out here recruiting for tomorrow. So you have to live in a moment, but you also have to prepare for tomorrow. And that's a great question by Mike. You got Jesse Perry right now. Committed. Listed as a tackle. He's 6'5", 278, 280. You got Gage Ginther, who's 6'5 six, six, and a half. He's 290. Listed as an interior offensive lineman from Colorado. Will be an early enrollee. I don't know how many centers 6'5 and a half. But he's listed as an interior lineman. Maybe he plays guard, tackle, center. I don't know. You got William Satterwhite. 6'3", 300. Will be an early enrollee. Max Anderson, tackle, 6'5", 310, early enrollee. Bennett Warren, tackle. So you got some tackles. Guys who are listed as tackles coming in. Will they stay at tackle? I don't know. But that's the question that Mike wants to know. Center, outside of Cooper Mays. Cooper Mays does have a year that he wants, if he wants to use to return. Addison Nichols was supposed to be the backup to Cooper during the spring. Addison Nichols is not ready. Wasn't ready. That's why when Cooper had his procedure and we knew he wouldn't be back in time, 
you had to make adjustments. You had to move Ollie Lane to center, even though he's never played center before in his life. All right, Ollie, here we go, man. We need you to play center. That's not so bad. It's only in the SEC playing in an offense that requires the center to be intelligent, experienced, tough. And you better be able to set the ball and get up off the ground to go find the referee to get ready to snap the next play. And that's not easy. And Ollie's had good moments and he's had bad moments. It's tough. But now with Cooper being back, you're able to move Ollie to his natural position at guard. Addison Nichols was supposed to be the backup center. Everyone develops at different times. There's a lot of hype surrounding Addison Nichols coming out of high school. Addison Nichols needs to be better. That's pretty simple. But we develop at different times. Jalen Hyatt wasn't ready his second year. Y'all remember? Jalen Wright wasn't ready in his second year. Doesn't he look like a different player now? There's some things that go on mentally where the light clicks on and it takes your game to the next level. Because physically, nothing has changed from Jalen Hyatt's second year to his third year. Not dramatically. A little different here and there. Maybe gained some weight, got a little stronger. But the biggest improvement was made mentally. Same thing with Jalen Wright. The biggest improvement was mentally. Because when that switch flips mentally, then yeah, you're going to grind harder in the weight room. You're going to be more disciplined with your sleep and your eating when you're away from the complex. But the flip switch, or the switch flips mentally first. And for Aston Nichols, it just needs to, it needs to need to flip. And normally what happens is guys put football at the highest of highest on the priority list. They dedicate themselves to football and nothing else matters. You can have a girlfriend. You can have some fun. You can have a social life, cool, whatever. But there's, there's time and place. Like the work has to be done first. Has to be done first. And for guys like Hyatt and Jalen Wright, pretty sure that happened. I went through the same process. Because sometimes you just don't know what it takes to be at elite level. You think, oh, I'm working hard. I'm showing up. Why is it not happening for me? Sometimes you need an example. That's set by one of your teammates. There has to be 100% buy-in. There has to be a certain level of sacrifice, dedication for you to take that, that next jump. It's type of Tyler Barron. 
It's happened with Aaron Beasley. Notice these are all guys that have been here multiple years. But every once in a while, you get a young player that gets it, just like an older player. So, Addison Nichols, he got a chance to be okay. It depends on how he responds this spring. Because if he does not respond the right way, then he will be recruited over. And he may never play. And you hate to see that because we understand the ties that he has to the University of Tennessee and his family has to Tennessee and how much it, it means to him to be a volunteer. But the coaches ain't going to put anybody on the football field. It's not going to help them win. As simple as that. We don't care how much you love Tennessee, what's your last name. It just doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's about results. That's the way it works. So this will be a big spring for Addison Nichols. Notice, of the five offensive linemen who are currently committed, three of them will be early enrollees. You don't think Tennessee's going to hit that portal hard? That will be the position we hit the hardest, is offensive line. So this is going to be a very important spring for Addison Nichols. And not just Addison Nichols. Not just Addison Nichols, folks. This is going to be a very important spring coming up for Andrew Carrick. It's going to be a very important spring for the offensive lineman that was recruited in the last two recruiting classes. It's going to be very important for those guys. You think Josh Heupel is going to risk Nico Iamaliava not having protection after the investment that we have made to get him here? You ought to be sm- you should be smoking something if you think we're not going to protect his uh, our investment. We are going to protect Nico and make sure that he has the p- tools around him to be successful once he becomes a starter. If you are currently on this team and you play offensive line, the moment the season is over, and I wouldn't even start then, you better sprint. You better be like that cheetah in Africa. You better be like that gazelle. You better be like that lion in Africa. Every morning, you better wake up and sprint. Because either you get eaten or you starve because you have not caught anything. You better sprint. The 2023 recruiting class at offensive line. The 2022 recruiting class at offensive line. You better sprint. Because help is on the way. Josh Heupel said it. In the SEC teleconference yesterday about this offense, it's no secret. It is no secret. People have tried to put this offense in a box for the last couple of years. Just messing it all up, too. Just putting us in the wrong box. Air raid. We are not an air raid. 
We are not an air raid. Josh Heupel made that known, what he wants to do. He wants to run the football. That's what Josh Heupel wants to do. When Tennessee is able to run the football the way we did versus Clemson in the second half of the Orange Bowl, you see how the offense opened up? There's passing opportunities. Oh, what happened, man? We didn't do that in the first half. Well, we could run the football in the first half. But we had to be patient. And we were. And then those four-yard runs turned into eight-yard runs for Jalen Hyatt. And then those eight-yard runs turned into – 15-yard runs, and then what do you know? There was more passing opportunities for Brew McCoy to catch a touchdown in the end zone and Romel Keaton to catch a, a deep ball and double move. We run the football. We do it fi- We do it fast, but we run the football. That's That's what we do. So we got to have dudes that can handle that. Damn, Mike got me fired up talking about the offensive line. But after watching Saturday, how can you not be fired up about the offensive line, about the defensive line, about trench play? Because you understand how important it is in the SEC. There's no substitute. Like there's recipes that you can get away with Leaving one thing out. I don't have that in the cupboard. I damn sure ain't about to go to Food City or Kroger to get that one little ingredient. We're going to roll with this recipe. How many of y'all have done that? We're going to roll with this. I'm not getting in my car fighting traffic for some nutmeg. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing that. For some garlic salt. No, I'm about to, I'm about to make this work. This, this, this recipe ain't going to have no damn garlic in it. That's what's going to happen. We're going to roll with it. There's some recipes you can do that with, and it turns out okay. You can't win in this conference without offensive line, defensive line. You can't do it with cats. You can't do it with guys who are soft, who are pretty boys, who are scared to get their knuckles dirty, who are scared to get roughed up. You got to do it with dogs in this conference. That's what Josh Heupel needs to be on the hunt for. And you might have some young pups that's going to turn into a dog. If you don't have them, you got to go find them. Because Tennessee will be protecting their investment in Nico. He is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. The last thing you want him to be experiencing is what Spencer Rattler experienced this past Saturday. Harassed, hurried, Sacked. That would be an absolute waste. All right. Let me get back on topic here. D. Williams. I don't have much hair on my arms. But the few hairs that I do have, they stand up. When you think about D. Williams on the perimeter with the ball in his hands, a blocker in front of him. (laughs) Oh, boy. But Chip Payne on the text box 
the Beta Chevrolet text box said it perfectly. That offense needs to come up with more plays for D than wide receiver screens because this offense doesn't sub. So that's the question. That's the million-dollar question. If you're using D. Williams on offense, is it at the beginning of a drive? Let's say the ball's kicked in the end zone. Let's say the team scores a field goal, a touchdown, whatever, and they kick it off to us, and it's D. Williams' time to be on offense. Is he starting that drive and expect it to stay in until we punt or kick a field goal or score a touchdown? If so, how many plays is he comfortable with running? Does he know what to do? Or are you putting D. Williams in during the possession, which will allow the defense to be able to substitute as well? How are you going to do this? Well, it goes back to what's the football IQ for D. Williams? How fast can he learn some of the plays? D. Williams is from his hometown, says right here on utsports.com. He's from Georgia. He's from Georgia. I ain't never heard this place where he's from. Let's look at it. Let's see how far it is from here. Because I think this is important. Come on, Google. Stop playing with me this morning. It's the bye week. This is a week where if you are driving distance, man, you get a chance to go home. You can go home for a couple hours. But some guys live so far, they might as well just stay on here. You might as well just stay here. Guys who are banged up, hurt, they usually don't go home. You got to stay here and get treatment. But if you're D. Williams, what are you doing? Now, if the coaches are not going to be here, then you might as well go home, too, because if the coaches are out there recruiting, then, I mean, how are they going to help you if they're not here? There's so many different ways to look at this. It's obvious we need more playmakers at the wide receiver position to have experience. And that dog mentality that won't be affected by bright lights because the lights are about to get real bright next week and moving forward. Real bright. So, how many plays can you completely run with D. Williams without substituting? That's the question. All right. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty Group. She's in Atlanta. She's training with some of the top Keller, Will, Keller Williams realtors in the country. She gets better. 
It's going to allow her to be able to help you better. Next week, she's going to drop some news that's going to change the game. Jennifer Morris is making some big moves, y'all. Next week, she'll have an announcement. It's going to be huge. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, give a shout to our good friend, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty Group. 865-255-03 is the telephone number. The text box, Lady Chevrolet text box, also brings us the Swain Event Podcast each and every time we do this show. So wherever you get your podcasts, we are available there thanks to Baby Chevrolet. 865-255-03. There's questions. There's answers. After five games, what questions were answered versus South Carolina? What question still remains after South Carolina? I'll touch on that coming up after the break. Your phone calls, 865-255-03 is welcome. Hit us up on the Betty Chevrolet text box, BettyChevrolet.com. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Be right back. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Hey there, Swain Event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss stem cell treatment and PRP. 
If you have orthopedic injuries, you should give them a call. That's right, Jason. We specialize in regenerative non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints by using ultrasound-guided injections with stem cells or PRP. And this form of treatment actually stimulates the body's own reparative process and allows for healing of the damaged tissue. So, Doc, what makes your training different than others? Well, Jason, I've been practicing in Knoxville for 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. At Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own bone marrow stem cells or PRP. So in other words, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, trsportsmedicine.com. East Tennessee's leader in PRP and stem cell therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Glad to have you with us this morning. It's good to do this. Even if it's two times a week. Ain't ain't nothing like talking sports in the morning, y'all. Coffee in hand. Listening. Hearing. About your vols. Having a conversation about your Vols, it's hard to beat that. It really is. Really is. 865-255-03. We are seeing the importance of mental health support. Having a plan. It first starts with looking in the mirror and recognizing that it's time to do something. You feel the, the weight on your shoulders. Feeling helpless. Feeling like things are out of control. Feel like you're about to explode. It's time. Mind Body Wellness here in Knoxville. Their website, mindbodyknoxville.com offers effective mental health treatment in an outpatient setting, making it easier for you to take care of your mental well-being. I go to therapy. I used to put it off. Been lucky enough to be on this earth for 39 years. That doesn't mean all 39 years are peachy. There's some rough parts there's some there's some memories 
there's some childhood memories that you keep bottled up and it affects you today if you don't learn how to process them. If you don't talk about why you feel the way you feel today and why you are the way you are today and why you think a certain way. There's things that happened maybe years ago that you didn't talk it out or process the right way that's affecting you today. Therapy can help with that. Mind, body, wellness. That is mindbodyknoxville.com. Go there, schedule a mental wellness assessment today. Questions about where we are right now after five games. That's including the game versus South Carolina where Tennessee won by 21 points. It was a blowout. Just wrote down some questions. And there's probably more, but these are the five that stood out to be. Offensive line depth, if there's another injury. Receivers, our playmaking ability. When we're not wide open, it's an easy catcher. Can we make tough catches? Chaz Nimrod, Caleb Webb, Nathan Leacock. Catching the ball is one thing. What about blocking? We talked about how important the run game is. Rue McCoy was our best perimeter blocker. His toughness, his strength. Open up some opportunities for our ball carriers on the, on the outside. Can we be disciplined on the perimeter while blocking? When you see holding calls on a perimeter in space, when it's small on small, skill position on skill position, man, it's all about technique and effort. When holding calls are thrown, it's usually because the blocker stops his feet. He doesn't move. His feet. He doesn't work his feet in the direction of the defender. His feet stops. The defender keeps going. And the defender's trying to pull away. But because your feet stop, it's holding. You're grabbing. But you got to continue to run your feet in the direction of the defender. You got to stay square. You got to stay with, you know, with your elbows in. You got to run your feet. You at the mirror of the defender. So can we do that consistently? Tight end play. We understand the athleticism that comes with McCollin Castles. But we can clearly tell he's still adjusting to SEC play. Can he take his game to the next level? Because when you lose multiple receivers, it now puts pressure on backup receivers and your tight ends, who are also pass catchers, and your running backs. So we need Colin Castles to be a valuable pass catcher. We saw Jacob Warren targets go up in last week's game. 
we got to get Castles playing more comfortable, playing more confident, playing faster. Still got questions about our run fits on defense. Our defense has improved a lot from last year to this year. Like no one's debating that. No one is disputing that. But y'all see the schedule that's coming up for Tennessee? We can't have a Travis Etienne run where he goes untouched. We cannot have a run that we gave up versus South Carolina where the running back goes untouched for 60, 70, 80 yards. We can't have that. Because that one play could be the play that gets you beat. If you give up 40 yards, you make the tackle and force the team to kick a field goal, you probably win that game rather than give up a touchdown. The margin of error is going to be smaller. So we can't have plays like that. Even though defense is playing a whole lot better, still can't have those plays. So in two SEC games, we've allowed 60, 70, 80-yard runs without the running back being touched. That can't happen. That has to improve. We got to stop kicking the ball out of bounds, too, on our kickoffs. We can't give the opposing offense free yards. Like that, we got to be better there. We can't keep kicking the ball out of bounds. We got to be better. Those are the questions that I have. Can we stop kicking the ball out of bounds on kickoffs? Now, here's some answers. We got some answers, folks. After that South Carolina game, Cooper Mays makes the difference, folks. Out of 74 snaps, Cooper Mays played 70 in his first game back. Who does that? First game back, no warm-up game. First game back, 70 out of 74 snaps? Are you serious? Warrior type of performance from Cooper Mays. This offensive line is certainly different and better when Cooper Mays is a part of it. folks. We have a serious pass rush on defense. We have a pass rush. Tennessee, two players in the top five in sacks in the SEC. Guys, we have a pass rush. Tennessee, one of the best teams in the country. Again, to the passer. We have a pass rush, folks. And the moment that teams try to neutralize James Pierce or Tyler Barron, it's going to open up opportunities for other guys. That's why it's important to have depth. And Tennessee has depth. And yet Pierce and Barron, they have the most sacks. They're getting the most attention. But that can all change. From game to game, somebody else can step up because they may be getting doubled. So it's an opportunity for other players to win one-on-one matchups. 
We also have some running back depth, ladies and gentlemen. We have some serious running back depth. It didn't matter who we put at running back on Saturday. We was getting yards. We were getting explosive plays. We were getting players making defenders miss in space. There's nothing worse than a ball carrier getting tackled. Two arms, two hands around two legs in open space. If you got five yards to work with, you can't let a defender in space in a one-on-one situation tackle you. You cannot. I thought we did a really good job of that on Saturday. We have playmakers at running back. Another answer, Jacob Warren. He's a valuable pass catcher on the perimeter, folks. He's a weapon at his height. Remember, this is the same dude who's catching one-hand touchdowns in high school. He's at Farragut High School. So he has ball skills. He's always had that. You put him on the linebacker, that could be a matchup that's in Tennessee's favor moving forward. Joe Mills' knee looked pretty good to me. Y'all saw him on that scramble. Pick up that first down, get out of bounds. That was the first possession in the second half where Tennessee got the ball and went run, 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 run. Joe Millen had a pass, but he scrambled, picked up a first down. Run, run, run. We went down and scored a touchdown. That was a run-heavy drive with Joe Milton being able to scramble and use his legs. That came in, there's some talk about his knee. How healthy is it? He had a big old brace on. A week of rest this week. Another week next week. I mean, he'll be practicing, but no one's going to be tackling him. So he'll have two weeks for that knee to improve. So Joe Mills' knee is okay. That's that's the answer I got. And then, last but not least, I started the show with this. Kamal Haddon, folks, Tennessee's best cover corner. The numbers don't lie. They do not lie. You should not be defined by one play. And the missed tackle against Florida shouldn't define him, nor should on the total opposite end of the spectrum, pick six to find him. Because you still got to go out there and make make the next play. That was a tough interception, tough catch. Did y'all know that wide receivers work on that drill? Where you have someone out in front of you? maybe catching the football or trying to catch the football, but they purposely don't catch it and you're behind them and you have to still be able to follow the ball and catch the ball and track the ball when the ball slightly goes above the person's hands that are in front of you. 
Like sometimes the ball's thrown in the window, and it's close to get intercepted. But it, but it's not intercepted. It's not even tipped. You think it's about to be tipped. You think it's about to be caught, and the ball goes straight through their hands, and then it hits the receiver right in their hands, and they drop it. Well, sometimes you lose the track of the ball. Sometimes you expect that ball to be tipped, and it's not. You work on that during a drill. That's a drill that you that you do to work on that. That's tough to do for a receiver. And Kamal Haddon's a corner and caught that ball like no one was there. It threw it right to him. It was an easy interception. No, it wasn't. That's not easy. Now, when he caught it, it was easy to get to the end zone, but that's not an easy, that's not an easy interception. We've seen receivers drop that ball during our time watching college football. So that was really good on, on Kamal Hatton. But those are some of the answers that I have. Good answers. Get back in here and check this text box out. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Man, next week is going to be something. Next week is going to be something. 3.30 game. CBS. Texas A&M. Great challenge. I saw where Walter Nolan, their sophomore tackle, went to school his last high school year in Knoxville is leading the country in sacks at the D-tackle position. It's going to be an unbelievable challenge for Cooper Mays and this offensive line. The tempo should help, should play a part. Opportunity for Joe Milton to play. More confidence. A little bit healthier than last week. Britt, on the text box. Who should we want to lose Saturday, Bama or AM? I'm really trying to figure out if it matters or not. Because I don't know if it does. I mean, we play these two teams in the next three weeks. This is what I want to happen. This is what can happen that can benefit Tennessee. If this is a physical football game, I mean, a heavyweight slugfest. Let's let this thing go into overtime. I mean, physical. We get these two teams slugging it out. A&M's going to come into this next game. They're going to be banged up. They're going to be sore. They'll be limping. They already lost one quarterback. You don't want anybody to get hurt. But you wouldn't mind the opponent coming in a little bruised and battered and a step or two slower. We got a message for Ben. Ben will be back on Tuesday. About Zane Denton playing for Tennessee this year. Well, I'm mistaken. He's coming back. If I'm not mistaken. 
Mike from Conyers, do you think this staff has the philosophy of recruiting the best lineman it can and then converting one or more to the center position as opposed to uh, specifically recruiting guys who were top center prospects in high school? Man, that's a good question. That's a good question. Because Cooper played center for a long time before coming to Tennessee. Long time. So he was experienced at snapping the football. Playing right there at the interior. So do you go recruit guys to have experience playing the position already? Or do you say, all right, you never play center? That's okay. Come on. We'll teach you how to play center. But you have some physical traits that we want to be able to use. That we think make you a great interior offensive line. This is what I do know. There are certain positions. That if you're Josh Heupel, you can say, well, you don't have to be a blue chip because my system, we can still make you productive. Still can help us win. There's some positions like that. Tiny, I think, is one of those positions. I think receiver is one of those positions. I think running back is one of those positions. I think quarterback is one of those positions. Man, if you if you're accurate with the football, you don't have to be, you don't have to be Nico. You may not have the mobility. You may not have the arm strength. But if you're accurate, you can be good in this offense. You don't have to be Leonard Fournette. Adrian Peterson to be good in this offense. It helps when you have a, a guy that can play like that. But we don't we don't necessarily have to have that. Receiver. If you run, I think you still be can be successful in this offense. There's not one position on the offensive line that if we want to win at a higher level and compete and win a championship, you can't you can't skip on offensive line. You can't. You can't skip. I don't think you can skip a defensive line either. You gotta recruit dudes as pass rushers, as space eaters. Road graders on offense, you got to recruit dudes. I think a linebacker, yeah, yeah, you got to do the same thing. I think on defense, you just you got to recruit top tier. Now imagine when our defense on the third level is able to play more man to man. Because we have athletes on the outside to do so. 
Imagine when we have a pair of safeties that can run like the wind and can tackle. Y'all, those are the blue chip guys in secondary who, who can cover, who can tackle. Imagine this defense with those type of guys. Paired with the explosive play potential that you can have on offense. Whew. It's going to be serious. Dragon Balls says you can tell Hatton was ready to hit Leggett and had to adjust last second and make a tough above the head catch. Oh, yeah, he's about to blow, blow him up. Central Florida, Vol says, what about Vice and Lang at center? Volquest. AP has been mentioned that Lane as a center of the future. Yeah. Yeah, when I said guys recruited in the last couple of years, guys on the roster, better sprint. Because Tennessee with a better offensive line probably beats Florida. Probably. You you can't afford to lose games because you don't have the dudes up front. Like Josh Hopper can't let that happen again. He has to do everything in his power to not let what happened at Florida with the offensive line ever happen again. If I'm Josh Hopper, I'm like, yo, I, I, I cannot let my quarterback be handcuffed, my play calling, be handcuffed because of lack of depth, lack of talent, whatever, that offensive line. That has to be the focus in our offseason. Raleigh Vall says, y'all know I hit that in Saturday for the first time. Bernie Mac was delicious. Let's go. Raleigh Vall, love it. West Tennessee Vall, what is it going to take from Joe Milton? for our fan base to stop giving up on him mid-game or in general? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. Did that happen on Saturday? Because if so, then, whew, I, mean, I know he threw two picks, but. Joe was operating this offense, man. This offense was was firing. Joe had some good balls that that were dropped. Joe gave Squirrel opportunity to make a play on a ball, and it worked out. Great ball to Ramel Keaton in the end zone. Um, Hit his hands. Could have caught it. Great ball to Jacob Warren for the touchdown. Joe threw some really good balls. First interception. Got a little trick on the coverage a little bit. It happens. Second interception. The right thought. Ball placement was off a little bit. It's like, I love the fact that he said, okay, Jacob Warren, I'm going to my guy. I like that matchup. Didn't didn't hold the ball. Didn't miss a wide open receiver in that situation. It was just the placement. The process 
was on point. It was just the placement of the football. So that was a little off. That could be adjusted. But I think at some point, guys, when you're watching the game and you're seeing offensive line or tight end or running back and receiver not helping the quarterback out, and then you see folks trying to blame it all on the quarterback, you got to just ignore that stuff. They're ignorant. They don't know. You got to protect your peace. You can't be arguing with fools. Because from the outside, you can't tell which one is which. You can leave them in the water. You can't make them think. Can't make them drink. I haven't seen Joe Milton criticism since Saturday. I don't know. How anyone could could be overly critical of Joe from Saturday? I, I, that would be cool. Uh, that would not be cool. Could A and M Bama be the first two games where Hypel needs to win, scoring less than thirty? I know Hypel's winning percentage stat is crazy when we scored thirty, but I'm not sure you do that against these next two defenses. Well, your defense can create some opportunities for your offense. Our defense got us seven points against South Carolina. Jalen Milrow, not the best passer of the football. He is a problem running the ball. A&M has a backup quarterback. I anticipate us dropping 40 points against Alabama and Texas A&M. You got D. Williams as a punt returner that can help you get a short field. You got a defense that can help you get a short field. There's hidden yardage in there that can help this offense have a shorter field to work with, increasing the chances to score touchdowns. You just can't lose field position game and be stuck at your own 15-yard line because you got a penalty on the kickoff return or um, a bad decision in special teams. You can't do that. You can't afford to do that. Storm says, I heard a lot of people early on blame Milton. When all the while I said, if you don't have a line, he can't throw. Yeah. That was on the issue on Saturday. Um, not Bruce, but Milton only sacked one time. Nelson from Jackson, do you think Bruce's injury will affect the way he plays? He's so aggressive with the ball in his hands. Also, your boy is another year older today. I plan to celebrate next weekend at the AM game. Happy birthday, Nelson from Jackson. I think um, when Brew gets back, there's going to be a time where he has to get over a mental hurdle with feeling comfortable cutting. That's anytime you have major surgery um, below your waist, he has to get over that mental hurdle. But I think once he gets over that mental hurdle, <laughs> Brew's going to play the way Brew plays. Mike from Conyers says, not only did Cooper Mays play 70 snaps, but he graded out with a 71.8, one of the highest on the offense. Pretty amazing first game back. Yeah, 
I may be wrong, but I don't know a lot of people. I don't I don't know if if, if the conversation about Cooper being a warrior is being discussed enough. First game back, seventy out of seventy four plays. It's pretty impressive, y'all. That is pretty impressive. More than just pretty impressive. That is dang impressive. I mean, that's there's folks that are in, in mid season shape that's not playing seventy out of seventy four snaps. I mean, that's a lot. And you and when you're playing it's up tempo. You don't you don't get a break. You don't get to go back to the huddle and, and chillax for a little bit. No, it's back to back to back. And I was watching Cooper. There was a position where I strictly watched Cooper. I didn't watch anything else. I just wanted to see how Cooper was going to perform. In his first game back, man, he was huffing and puffing. But he's pushing through. That's mental toughness. That's telling yourself you're not tired. That's thinking about the job at hand, your assignment, more than the fatigue. That's a football player. Folks, it's that time. Homeowners. There's things around your home that you've been putting off. You've been putting off fixing like your regular HVAC maintenance or maybe a clogged bathroom drain. Hiller has some big discounts this month for you. Half off HVAC tune-ups. Also, Hiller's bringing back their $99 drain cleaning special. getting you back up and running for just $99 at Hiller. Temperatures dropping, y'all. Next week, it's going to be different. We're hitting, the, we're hitting the low 40s next week. When you start using your heater for the first time, you don't want to be dealing with breakdowns and issues. So make sure you call Hiller half off. HVAC tune-ups right now. Happyhiller.com is the website. I like where we are. I like where we are. Uh, text box question from Tuesday I wrote down from Vol in Birmingham. Asked about Dylan Samson playing in the slot with Brew out. Uh, well, Brew didn't necessarily play in the slot. played on the outside. But I understand wanting to put more weapons uh, on the field and using your weapons when you lose one. Dylan Sampson can catch the ball his thumbs down like a receiver, but I don't think you have to necessarily just put him in the slot. There's wrinkles here and there where you can motion him out and put him in that area. But all in all, you want to give him the ball in space on the perimeter. So you can do that with swing passes. Him catching a bubble from the slot, and him catching a swing pass is essentially the same thing. Like, you're catching a ball in the same area. So, expect Dylan Sampson to 
be uh, to continue to be used in space? Why would you not? Why would you not? Tuesday, Swain Event will be back. This morning was fun. Thank you for the phone calls, Mike, Rusty. Thank you for the messages on the text box. Good people. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Text box brought to you by Betty Chevrolet and BettyChevrolet.com. Pre-owned vehicles, SUVs, trucks, starting as low as $19,995. The Swain Event Podcast will be up. It will be available shortly after the show. So wherever you get your podcast, we will be there. Thanks to Betty Chevrolet. Man, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Tennessee's in a good place. Good position right now. Hope you all have a safe weekend, a great weekend. Swain Event will be back on Tuesday. Peace and much love. We're out today. <laughs>